This is Reverend Charles Fenson. I'm the interim pastor at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant in Costa Mesa, California. This is the morning worship service. Our address is 2850 Fairview Road, Costa Mesa, California, 92626. Our website is pccov.org, and our Facebook page is pccov. And our email is info at pccov.org. We welcome you to this service. Our vision statement is that the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant is a Christ-centered community set free by grace and placed in our neighborhoods to serve and to invite all people into a wondrous relationship with God. God bless you as you worship with us. Good morning, people of God. Good morning, friends in Christ. Welcome to worship on this glorious Easter morn. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. And we'll say that many times in this service uh, this morning. We are especially delighted to see the boys and girls here and the students, and you're all welcome to come forward in a few moments for our children and students' story. We have so many visitors here this morning, we can't possibly introduce them to you, but look around. 
Welcome. 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 Please take a moment, everyone, to sign the friendship pads. We might have record of your worship. We might greet you by name following worship. All of our Bible studies will continue on in this week after Easter. I can hear Everly now. <laughs> Lenten bags. Some of you brought in your Lenten bags of former but still usable clothing. So bring those in today or especially next week on the 28th. Women's Retreat is next weekend over at Glen Oak Glen. I remind the men, this is not a men's retreat, so you can come to church without your spouses and partners and friends. So I'll see all the men in worship on Sunday. The announcements are there in your bulletins. We'll have a chance to greet each other in the coffee hour following worship. I would like the choir now to call us to worship with the choral intro. for our responsive call to worship. Glory to you, O God. On this day, you won victory over death. Glory to you, O Christ. For us and for our salvation, you overcame death. And no Glory to you, O Holy Spirit, you lead us into the truth. Glory to you, O blessed Trinity, now and forever, amen. Please pray with me. God of mercy, we no longer look for Jesus among the dead, for he is alive and has become the Lord of life. 
From the waters of death, you raise us with him and renew your gift of life within us. Increase in our minds and hearts the risen life we share with Christ and help us to grow as your people toward the fullness of eternal life with you. Through Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And let us continue in our worship singing, Christ the Lord, risen today. seated and may we have all the children and students and young of heart to come forward and sit on these steps. Nice to see you in your Easter dresses and uh, suits. 
and uh, sweatpants <laughs> and jeans and cutoffs and things. Nice to see you all. Dusty, you have a tie on. Excellent. So I'm going to teach you an ancient saying and response. One person says, Christ is risen. And the other person says, Christ is risen indeed. Let's do that. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Christ is risen. He is risen So what's going on today? Today is Easter morn. You remember on Good Friday, Jesus was crucified, dead, buried. Everyone thought, that's it. Except early on Sunday morning, some women came to the tomb and do we have a picture? There they are. The women coming to the tomb and you see the stone is what? Rolled away. And they look inside and an angel says, He is not here for He has risen. Christ is risen. And He's risen in our hearts. Now look at this cross here. Isn't that beautiful? What's on the cross? Flowers. Flowers from where? From our own gardens. New life in, in flowers. So a sad thing happened this week. One of the great churches of the world burned, do you remember this? In where? In Paris, right? And I have a friend who lives in Connecticut and her church burned a couple of years ago and they're worshiping at the Catholic boys' school across the street, have been for two years, Where are the people in Paris going to worship now that the Notre Dame has burned? They're in other churches. And they'll come back and rebuild, won't they? So what would happen if our dear church burned down? Where would we worship? In the parking lot? Okay. The fairgrounds? Oh, a field next door, would that be all right? Okay. So if the church building burns down, we still have the church because the church is what? People. People. Church is people, right? You're the church. I'm the church. Point to your neighbor and say, you are the church. You are the church. You are the church. Go around. You are the church. So happy Easter. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you for this lovely Easter morn that Christ is risen in the world, in the church, and in our hearts. So we go out this day with joy. Through Christ, our risen Redeemer. Amen. Now, after church, there's something going on. What? There's an Easter egg hunt. And how old do you have to be to participate in the Easter egg hunt? It's in the program, okay? <laughs> read, read the program. So, certain age and under? Yeah. So fifth grade and under. Fifth grade and under. That oh. disqualifies. <laughs> I know. All right, here we go. Off to classes, off to activities. See you at the hunt.
just as uh, Pastor Charles said, there have been some tragedies this week. In Paris, the downing of a building is not going to stop people from praising today on Easter. In Sri Lanka this morning, where many believers have lost their lives, there are people still worshiping the name of Jesus. Here in Costa Mesa, we sit and some stand. And that's not going to drown our ability to worship Jesus. Any struggle that we face in our lives today, we are alive and we will live forever with the one who has brought us freedom and hope. And so today we join our voices in unison with Paris, Sri Lanka, and every country on this earth. And we sing, He reigns. It's the song of the redeemed Rising from the African plain It's the song of the forgiving Drowning out the Amazon rain The song of Asian believers Filled with God's holy fire It's every tribe, every tongue Every nation, a love song born of a grateful choir. Here we go. Children singing glory, glory. 
go. Tell God children singing glory, glory, hallelujah, he reigns, he reigns. Tell God children singing glory, glory, hallelujah, he reigns. And because he
Death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. You silenced the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring. The praise of your glory. For you are raised to life again. You have no rival. You have no What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. You have no rival. You have no rival. You have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a powerful name it is, nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. Sing it out. What a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. Thank you. Remember that our Lord Jesus Christ can sympathize with us in our weakness, since in every respect he was tempted as we are, and yet without sin. Let us then with boldness approach the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Let us confess our sins against God and neighbor together. Almighty God, in raising Jesus from the grave, you shattered the power of sin and death. We confess that we remain captive to doubt and fear, bound by the ways that lead to death. (coughs) The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. May the God of mercy who forgives you in all sins strengthen you in goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep you in eternal life. Amen.
hear an anthem like that and not stand and respond. Let's go. Come on. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Let the glory of the Lord. Here we go. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Praises of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Let's hear some O's. Here we go. Oh, let it rise. Oh, let it rise. Let the songs of the Lord. Here we go. Let the songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the joy of the King rise among us. Let it rise. Here come the O's. Oh, let it rise. One more. Let the songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the joy of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Oh, let it rise. Here we go. Here we go. Thank you, band. Thank you, choir. Welcome, Tom. Welcome, Tom Ringland, as our interim director of music, while Cornell is seen as family in Europe. Welcome. A reminder that we are taking our one great hour of sharing offering. There is an envelope before you in your pews, and you can see 
not during my sermon, but you can read, you can read about where your one great hour of sharing offering is going. So our scripture on this day, this Easter morn, is taken from Luke's Gospel, chapter 24. Let us listen for God's word to us. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles, but these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home amazed at what had happened. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts on this Easter morning give the risen Christ glory and our hearts joy. Amen. Someone asked me to look up the word Easter, so I did. The term Easter came into our language from an Anglo-Saxon and before that Germanic an originally Latin word, estre, a Roman goddess of spring. Easter is celebrated on the first Sunday after the vernal equinox, full moon. What is interesting is that the early church during the first two or three centuries got into this huge fight as to when Easter should be celebrated. The Eastern Catholics living in what is today Turkey said Easter should be observed on the Jewish Passover to stand as a Christian counter-celebration. The Roman church said that Easter should be on a Sunday always, as that is the day of resurrection. Finally, in 325 A.D., the Council of Nicaea set the Easter date that we have today in the Western church. You may know that the Orthodox church celebrates Easter as much as five weeks after the Roman church based on still different calculations this year on, thanks to my crack supervisory team, research team, April 28th. So the church-like families, I suppose, has always had its disagreements. But not here. Not today. We are indeed celebrating in full measure Easter Sunday upon us. We finished the final week of our Lord's earthly ministry. Christians have walked with Christ on His earthly journey. Starting on Palm Sunday, 
moving through the daily events of Holy Week, seemingly to an end at the Last Supper, death and betrayal. But on this day, on Easter Day, the church rejoices with full heart and voice that the slain Lamb of God has been raised to become reigning King. Death could not hold God's beloved Son, and on Easter He gloriously was raised, and Christians for 21 centuries have therefore on this day pulled out all the stops and have worshipped the risen Christ who now reigns forever. Our scripture text on this Easter 2019 are around the events of Easter weekend from Luke's Gospel. Of all the Gospel writers, Luke is the most careful historian. His biography written to a Greek church was keenly interested in not only what happened, but more than pure history. This Gospel of Luke is interested in the significance of that history. What do all these events mean? So I wish in the moments that we have together to move with you through these Friday, Saturday, and Sunday events of our Lord's death, burial, and resurrection, and simply draw out as we reflect five hopes, five affirmations that do give us great Easter joy and encouragement. We're going to back up from Easter Sunday, get a running start. You remember that our Lord was betrayed in the Gethsemane Garden by the treasure of the twelve, Judas Iscariot. Jesus was led away late Thursday evening to the house of Caiaphas, the Jerusalem high priest, Simon Peter, who swore loyalty to the Savior unto death in our Lord's presence just hours before, denied even knowing the Christ. The guards holding Jesus blindfolded struck him spat upon him, mocked the Messiah. The Jewish ruling body, the Sanhedrin, tried Jesus for blasphemy, proclaiming to be the Son of God, drew up an illegal verdict of guilty, condemned Jesus by misinterpreted biblical law to death. But remember, the Jews were an occupied nation, had no power over life. So at dawn on Friday, our Lord was arraigned before a Roman governor, Pontius Pilate, Now the charge was switched to high treason, proclaiming kingship over Emperor Caesar. Pilate was a weak and unpopular leader, and he questioned Jesus unsuccessfully after an attempt to push the whole case up north to Galilee to prefect Herod Antiochus after a disastrous bargaining procedure with a crowd with a known criminal, Barabbas, Pontius Pilate, released Jesus to an angry Jerusalem mob washing his hands literally of the ordeal. So with no legal trial, even a verdict of guilty, the crowd jeered Jesus on a march of terror, carrying his own cross through the winding streets of Jerusalem, out the city gates to be nailed to a fixed post flanked by two thieves to endure the shuddering death of a Roman crucifixion. Our Lord uttered several words while on the cross from the start of the crucifixion at 9 a.m. until His death, 3 in the afternoon. I call your attention, first of all, to the second word. One of the criminals began to satirize Jesus. Are you not the Messiah? If so, save yourself enough. And the other stopped him. Do you not fear God? We are receiving just sentence for our guilt. But this man, said that penitent thief, this man has done nothing wrong. 
And then a moving plea, the dying man turns to Jesus and says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to that believer, truly, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Rich news that the thief would not only die that day, which was unusually early for a crucified victim, but that he would be in the presence of Christ eternally in the realm which has no end. First hope of Easter celebration is that the innocency of the crucified Christ proclaims a place for the believer in Christ's realm. The innocency of the crucified Christ claims a place for the believer in Christ's realm. The confidence of that penitent thief's confession, remember me, is grounded upon his earlier statement, this man has done nothing wrong. The believing criminal knew that by our Savior's innocency, yet still being subject to death, Christ was opening God's realm to those who would follow him. So the Apostle Paul, the great mind of the New Testament church, said by the Holy Spirit, Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. And that's the gospel. Death comes upon the innocent Christ, and the believer is ushered into the presence of God. What a wonderful word of the slain Lamb of God. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. I trust that's your prayer this Easter morn. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. At Easter, especially at Easter, no one should presume that simply because we got all dressed up today, we've come to this church, we're fairly moral people, that we are a part of the kingdom of God. The entrance requirement is still wanting for us. Like thieves on the cross, no different. The people of Christ are people of Christ because we too pray, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Rich word. Seventh word of the cross. A magnificent utterance of power and victory. Most crucifixion victims would die by asphyxiation. The criminal would simply lapse into unconsciousness. But Jesus, understanding that the purpose of his ministry was now accomplished, that he had finished the redeeming work of humanity, cries out, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And Luke records, he breathed his last. Strikingly, a Roman centurion who had witnessed many crucifixions looked upon Christ's strong death and praised God, saying, certainly this man was innocent. The second hope, second affirmation for this Easter 2019 morn is this. The strength of the dying Jesus is a harbinger. It's a spring harbinger that God is sovereign over humanity's affairs. It's not a weak benediction, but it's, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit, a strong commanding shout of victory, a voluntarily placing his life and death into God's hands. All in God's plan and providence. And what appears to be a most tragic, thoughtless event in human history, the crucifixion of God's Son, is really in God's purpose before time began. And that means today that all things, all realms, all powers, all people, 
every greater and lesser tragedy, your personal joys and sorrows are overseen and even ordered by God. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit tells us just that. Some of you are going through difficult days. I lost my brother last week. Commend these tragedies to the same gracious God, that they are not tragedies at all, They are God-ordered, God-controlled, God abides, God is sovereign in all. We have seen so many changes in this church since last Easter, 2018. A pastor nominating committee has been elected. They've been reading resumes, new faces in our pews. The triumphant seventh word of the cross simply but profoundly means that God is in charge of this changing world. God is in charge of this changing church. God is in charge of the ebbs and flows of your life and mine. God's love is in all things. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. After our Lord died, and after the verification of his death by Roman executioners to Pilate, a man named Joseph, now the lost village of Arimathea, came to Pilate requesting our Lord's body for burial. This was a bold move. It could have appeared as loyalty to a condemned man. Joseph was as well a member of the Sanhedrin, the ruling Jewish body, jeopardizing his position in that high religious council. But Pilate released the body to Joseph. Joseph took it down, wrapped it tightly in a linen shroud, laid it carefully in the tomb, hewn out of rock, where no person had been buried. Since the Sabbath was coming, the women who had helped with the burial proceedings went home and meticulously prepared spices and ointments. And on that Saturday, Luke records, they rested according to the commandment. Our third hope of Easter is this. The respect of the buried body moves us to treasure our faith. The respect of the buried body moves us to treasure our faith. The preparation of the body in Jewish antiquity was a painstaking, wrapping, fragrances of our Lord's burial, a sign, a signal by our Savior's friends of treasure. I trust your faith is a treasure of your life. The gracious news that God in Christ reconciles the world to God in the life and death of Jesus, and that we are reconcilers to a broken world. I trust this is your most prized possession. It's of more value than your home. It's of more value than your family, your loved ones. Jesus is the pearl without price, the treasure hidden in the field. Ponder the immeasurable love of God and the gospel, our most precious gift. early Sunday morning, around dawn. The women returned to the tomb and they took spices to continue with the anointment of Jesus. Luke records that they found the stone rolled away, went into the chamber. No Jesus. They stood and wondered. Luke says they were perplexed. The fourth hope of our Easter celebration is that the vanishing of the risen Christ calls us to wonder 
in the mysteries of our faith. The vanishing of the risen Christ calls us to wonder in the mysteries of our faith. God raises Christ from the dead. Nothing like that had ever happened, nor will happen. Jesus was raised making true the power of Christ, making true our restoration, making true the continued intercession of Jesus. The resurrection guarantees Paul's word that someday we too will be raised to newness of life. The New Testament says we will have new bodies. I want a new body. We are confident that salvation has been accomplished by the resurrection that's been guaranteed. But there's mystery here too. And if we're blind to the mystery, we'll lose the wonder of our faith. God brings a person back to life. Do you wonder about that? In that faraway resurrection, that changes your eternity and mine. Do you think that unusual? We are so self-assured when we sing and preach the ponderous verities of God, we sometimes lose the wonder. We Christians talk a lot about a very little and we miss the mystery of a very lot. The vanishing of a buried body causes us to wonder in the mystique of our faith. But the story doesn't end in mystery, does it? Two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. As fright came over them, the angel said, Why do you seek the living among the dead? Remember, he told you the Son of Man must be killed and on the third day to rise. And the women remembered. So finally, the announcement of the living Jesus brings to our remembrance as well all of God's marvelous promises and enables us to retell God's purposes of grace. The announcement of the living Jesus brings to our remembrance God's marvelous promises and enables us as well to retell God's purposes and grace. So I announce to you, we announce to one another on this Easter 2019, that our Savior reigns and that Christ will not die ever, but lives forever. And that announcement reminds us that God keeps covenant. And we are to retell by our lives and words Christ's purposes. Hasn't God been faithful to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant through serving pastors and faithful members and friends? God has been our present and constant friend. So I would remind you to retell those stories, these Easter stories, to our associates, the poor, the sick, the disillusioned, the sad of our community. This strong, very visible church in this community of Costa Mesa is to be a place where people act and speak for the risen Christ. God will watch over our Easter formalities this morning, but I think God will even watch more closely our actions this week as we care for those with whom God has surrounded us. I commend to you as a minister of the gracious news of Jesus Christ on this Easter morn to believe that Christ's innocency is your place in the kingdom, to believe that Christ's strength is a harbinger of God's sovereignty in all affairs, to believe that Christ's honor is the treasure of our faith, 
to believe that Christ's mystery is the wonder of our religion and to believe that Christ's announcement of his resurrection and life is indeed a remembering and retelling of God's purposes and grace. For 21 centuries, Christians have believed what the first disciples thought was an idle tale, and their lives were changed. For almost 60 years, Presbyterians have been worshiping at this place, also believing what was called an idle tale, and their lives were changed. As we gather for worship, believing this idle tale, we say again, Christ is risen, He is risen indeed. Christ is risen, He is risen indeed. Christ is risen, He is risen Hallelujah. Let us stand and sing together, Thine is the glory, risen, conquering Son. If you'd like to follow along in your hymnal, it's found on page 291.
We are delighted and honored that we have guests here this morning, and we again welcome you with open hearts and arms. We are so glad that you are here. We respond to the good news by offering our morning tithes and offerings. In addition to our regular offering, we have envelopes for the one great hour of sharing, which goes to ministry and mission across the land and around the world through such instruments as Presbyterian Disaster Assistance. So we ask that you would give generously and our ushers will wait upon you at this time.
couple of announcements before we go into the prayers. You may have noticed at the end of the service, it says choral benediction is the Alleluia Chorus. And the tradition here is that if you've always wanted to sing the Alleluia Chorus, then you're welcome to join with the choir. Music will be provided, and we will all just sing joyfully. I know for me, by the time that's done, my feet aren't even touching the ground. So you're welcome to, to be part of that experience. Also this week, we were notified of the death of Janie Harris. And Janie had been a member here for a long time and had been part of our choir. And her husband, Ron, would still come, and she was ill for some time. And now she is at peace with our Lord. So now if you would join me in prayer. Christ, the Lord is risen. What joyful words to hear. God, you have rolled the stone away. The tomb is empty. The night has passed, and we celebrate the dawn of a new creation. Christ is risen to bring us new life. We praise your name above every other name, both in heaven and on earth. We sing alleluias in glorious harmony for all your mercies and your grace. Teach us to daily walk in the joy and reverence we know and feel in this moment so that we truly are Easter people every day. As our Jewish friends celebrate Passover, we remember to pray for Israel and the unrest in the land. There are many disputes with neighboring countries and even with the U.S. We pray for peace in the land where Jesus walked. We continue to pray for Syria and fighting continues in its eighth year. We pray that these nations can be led to peace. We were saddened and shocked to hear again of terrorist attacks in Sri Lanka this time. Churches bombed on Easter. Over 200 people killed. Lord, we just pray that you bring an end to such atrocities, that you help people to live together in peace. And we pray for Sri Lanka and all that that country now is going through. We were saddened with Paris this week, seeing the destruction of Notre Dame from the fire. And we also grieve with the churches in the south of our own country, which had been deliberately set afire. We pray that all these places of worship, large and small, may be rebuilt to continue to spread the good news of the gospel. We pray for our nation and its leadership. Give all in authority guidance that world affairs can be calmed. Pray that our governing bodies may work together regardless of political party and serve the common good. We give thanks for the one great hour of sharing, the Presbyterian means by which together we can make a difference in the world. We are grateful we can be partners in this helping ministry. 
We pray for the many lives that may be eased through our gifts and our prayers. Comforting Spirit, we pray for all who face challenges this day. Bring cheer to the discouraged, rest to the weary, healing to the sick in body, mind, or spirit. Relieve any fears of the dying with the promise of eternal life in Christ. We pray for Ron Harris and family as they grieve the loss of Janie. We pray for Pastor Charles and his family as services are held for his brother John this week. May the Easter hope of the resurrection comfort all who grieve. Hear our prayers for any who are on our hearts and minds this morning. Satisfy their needs, lighten their sorrows, heal their sicknesses that they may be comforted and restored. We pray for healing for Johnny Ernest and Jeannie Sager and a sick little baby in Ecuador. We give you our thanks for your healing touch. We give you thanks, great God, for the hope we have in Jesus, who died but is risen and rolls over all. We praise you for his presence with us. Because he lives, we look for eternal life, knowing that nothing, past, present, or yet to come, can separate us from your great love, made known in Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Bless this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
So before we receive the Easter benediction, we have to thank one person in this sanctuary that has kept this worship service like glue. He's Dr. Glue. He's really Dr. Micah Wright, and we want to thank him for a great morning. So now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit rest and remain with each one this day, this night, on this glorious Easter day and forevermore. Amen. So make your way over to the choir loft, friends, and we will say Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Make your way over.
This is Pastor Charles Fenson again, and we invite you at any point to come and worship with us here at Presbyterian Church of the Covenant in Costa Mesa. We trust that God has been honored by this worship service and that you have been blessed. God be with you.